Hey everybody, welcome back to the Past Their Prime podcast. I'm Dan. And I'm Cammie. Welcome back, Cammie. Thank you, it's been a while. Thank you for joining me on this episode. Uh, we are filming this very late on Sunday, January 1st, which just so happens to be your birthday, so happy yeah, birthday. Thank you. You have a good birthday? Yeah, it was pretty good. We spent the day in the city. What did we do in the city? We saw Hugh Jackman. <laughs> Hugh Jackman. So I wanted to focus this episode a little bit different than what we do before. And I want to preface that we will announce the winners of the Past Their Prime Podcast Awards next week, which you definitely voted in, right? Yeah. Good. Kind of held me hostage. I, I did. Had to. I did. So what we'll do focus on for this episode is Broadway. So I like to think that you're pretty well versed in Broadway, right? Yeah, I'd say so. So how many shows have you seen? Let's see. Actually, this year was the year that we, we saw the most shows, I think, because mm-hmm. we saw Phantom of uh, the Opera. Mm-hmm. Then we saw Beetlejuice, yep. and then we, what else did we see? Um, oh yeah, Miss Doubtfire. Miss Doubtfire. And I saw Chicago, and then obviously today we saw Music Man. So was that five or six? I think that's five. Five. From the past year. And then what have you seen in the past as well? In the past, uh, <laughs> I saw Spider-Man Turn Up Dark. Nice. That was actually the first Broadway show that I went to. Uh, no one died during my performance. And then uh, I saw Aladdin, and I also saw Frozen. You haven't seen Lion King? No, I have not seen Lion King. Hmm. Uh, let's see, there was another one. Oh, I saw King Kong. Mm-hmm. And I think that's all that I've seen. Really? So you've seen more this year than you've seen in your whole life? Yes. I'd say, well, it's the same for me, but I thought you'd seen more. No. Uh, I think it's because this is the first year I had money. <laughs> that's true. That's a good point. That's not during the pandemic. <laughs> Good point, yeah. So what do you say is your favorite this year? The favorite that I've seen this year, it seems like a bit of a cop-out to say, I don't know, it's a toss-up between Phantom of the Opera and Beetlejuice. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I'm just obsessed with Beetlejuice. Hmm. Uh, I ha- I saw it like before it first closed uh, back in 2019. I saw its original run. And then... I loved it so much, and I wanted to share that love with you, so I bought tickets for us to see. Mm-hmm. Um, and I remember, because the first one that we saw together was Phantom of the Opera. Was it? Yeah. We saw mm-hmm. Phantom of the Opera in February, and then we saw Beetlejuice in April, oh, yeah, and then right. accidentally saw Ms. Doubtfire the following day. Yeah. Uh, Would you say that, that one of those two are your favorite of all time, or do you have a different favorite of all time? See, I don't know of all time because there's so many. Every... I'd say that you've seen. Let's see. I don't know. Everything is so different. Like, mm. um, the Disney shows, they have like a high production value, obviously. Um, and like, they also have like that little bit of nostalgia. Mm. Then with Phantom of the Opera, it's classical, you know. Um, it's been there forever. Unfortunately, it is closing down soon. But there were a revival down the line, I'm sure. <laughs> Probably. Are they going on tour? Uh, they probably have already. Yeah, I'm sure they have. They've probably done the London tour. Yeah, we're going on to the West End. I've um, seen so I've seen all the ones that you mentioned. I've seen American Idiot with Billy Joel Armstrong, uh, which was pretty good. I think I saw How the Grinch Stole Christmas, which I think it was technically Broadway. It might have been an off Broadway show. But that was actually technically right before the writer's strike. Uh, so, like, we watched it, and then, like, two weeks later, they went on the writer's strike, because that was, like, 2008, 2009, I think, mm-hmm. or maybe 2007. 
because uh, that affected a lot of things. But I'd say Beetlejuice was really good. I think I really liked Phantom of the Opera. Hugh Jackman, as we've been gushing over all day, is fantastic, and he holds that show, The Music Man, on his broad shoulders, obviously. However, we were both so confused by the ending of that play because it was so abrupt and so unfulfilling and satisfying, which it was just like, what? What happened? Yeah, spoilers in case you want to see The Music Man. If you haven't seen a 50-year-old play. Um, But basically, it ends, and I'm just jumping right into it, so click skip ahead now if mm-hmm. you don't want to hear it uh but it basically just ends with like the town wanting to tar and feather him and then these kids come up horribly play um some kind of resemblance of like minute in g i believe is the one that they were yeah. trying to say and then the whole town is like oh my god and then forgives him for everything yeah like, all the manipulation, all the lies. Nope, all is forgiven because the kids could kind of play music. Yeah, it was very unsatisfying. Uh, but Hugh Jackman is just very charismatic, and I think that's what holds the whole play. And it's like they tried to, like, I think Hugh Jackman tried to, like, allude to certain things throughout the performance. But mm-hmm. it's hard to give a detailed facial expression performance in a play where people could be on a balcony or not really see your face. All they're seeing is the big motions motions which is the musical numbers and the singing and all that they can't get that nitty-gritty as you would in a tight shot in a movie i'm just confused like i'm just like not confused but i'm just shocked at how they got all the talented kids yeah because those children and they looked um probably like as young as seven years old i want to say sure and it was just incredible their dance skills their singing Mm -hmm. even their acting you know child actors aren't always the best but it was very believable, these, some of these kids. Yeah, we saw a lot of that in Miss Doubtfire, too. And I think that's, it's hard enough for people to get on Broadway because there's so many actors. But that's going to be something that they'll be able to, like, talk about for the rest of their life. If they starred in a musical with Hugh Jackman or a Broadway <laughs> play with Hugh Jackman. Like, that's incredible. And they held their own, basically. Mm. Like, that little girl, she stole the show. I wish I had the playbill so I could mention her by name. Yeah, but... it's upstairs. But, uh... Yeah, that was that, they were incredible. All the actors, every Broadway actor that I've seen so far in Beetlejuice, and even Miss Doubtfire, which wasn't the best play itself, everyone's fantastic. They're I really think, the best of the best. I think it like boils down to again, they're doing what they're passionate about. Like yep. nobody, nobody is on Broadway who doesn't deserve or want to be there. Yeah, you know, everybody who's on there has worked their ass to get into the right schools, to know the right people, to um, audition. And it's not an easy life. Like you saw, you went to uh, the Starlight Diner, right? Yep. So you see how some of these um, actors start out just like waitressing different diners around, uh, singing any chance they get to like get their name out there. Have you ever been there before? I haven't, but I've seen like the videos so in Spider Man. <laughs> yeah. So for so the people who don't know what that is, a Starlight Diner, Starlight Cafe, I can't remember what it's called, is a Diner slash restaurant in, I think it's on Broadway. It's, it's, yeah, it's a little it, off Broadway. It, it's a block or two from the Winter Garden, I think just north of the theater. So it's probably 52nd Street or something like that. And it's basically a diner uh, where all the waiters and waitresses sing songs while in between waiting. So your waiter could go up on a stage and start singing, you know, the, you know a Lion King song or like, a you know, a Footloose song or whatever it may be. Uh, and they're all people who are off Broadway right now in between jobs because Broadway is a very unstable 
or unstable uh, job because you can be on Broadway for two weeks and then they could cancel it. So, but very talented people that work there. I wanted to take you there today, actually, but uh, it was the day after New Year's, or it's New Year's Day, and Times Square was mobbed, as you can expect. They didn't even clean up the confetti yet. So, but it's a very cool experience just to kind of go there. But I'd definitely try to make a reservation if you want to go there. But it's a very cool experience when I went. Yeah. And what what's cool about that is I might not have gone, but I know like a lot of story behind it. Mm-hmm. Each singer is given a specific song. Yep. So when that song plays, that's their turn. So like they kinda also have to be on like the listening and making sure that they're up because they actually never know when they're gonna go up. It just depends on when the song plays. Sometimes I think when I saw uh there's like a DJ almost or like an M C where like one of the waitresses is kind of hosting it and sometimes i think they take requests Mm. depending on if they have kind of the music in the box uh but it does seem a little random when you know i think i heard you know i would see a waiter be like hey joe you want to sing the next song he's like yeah sure i'll do the next one (laughs) and it's kind of it seems like very lax and it keeps them on their toes but it also keeps them doing what they like because you could sit at a nine to five and not be working on your singing and you know those muscles atrophy basically so very cool environment Speaking about Broadway, it's also, I don't know, because we, so after the show, we went to the stage door, and for those of you who know, um, usually after a show, the actors come out, and they're able to say hi. So we did that. That's how we saw Hugh Jackman up close. And it was interesting seeing how, it doesn't matter, like, the how big they are, they all go out the same way. Oh, yeah, every actor. I think... So he came out one of the stage doors, and he was very friendly. He said hi to everybody. Uh, I think every when he first came out, I think everyone was like awestruck at first, or, including uh, us. Including we were just us. like, oh my god, like, he's wait. real. We're like, oh, that's him, and he's a big dude. He's like six three. He was wearing a mask, uh, and then he was kind of giving everybody elbows because he's still got to take protections, I guess. Because I think he had COVID a couple months ago, which I was telling you. But very friendly guy, and I don't think they're allowed to sign things. He didn't sign anything when we were there. Uh, but he kind of waved to everybody and said hi. Uh, some people took some selfies. We weren't close enough to take it, uh, but Cammy got a good video of him, which was funny. Uh, but yeah, I think my, my brother and sister have been to a lot of plays where they got to see people. I think they saw uh, Sir Ian McKellen when they did a play, one of the guys from Glee, I think, uh, when they were on a play. But funny little experience how they just pop out. I think he probably goes out the stage door to say hi to everybody. And then I was saying this earlier that I think he probably goes back inside and goes out the other side of the building to get his car mm-hmm. because no cars are getting through that that area because I think that was on Broadway. Uh, yeah, yeah, it was a cool experience. Um, but it's interesting because like you, I didn't even realize they were coming was coming up again. But they do a Broadway week, in yep. which tickets are two for one, but they don't announce the shows until the day that they're gonna be sold. So in this case, Broadway week is from January seventeenth to sometime in February. So. Mm. Broadway Morn Week, uh, and the tickets go on sale on January tenth, but you don't know what shows are going to be there until January tenth. Yeah, it's like a lot of like like restaurant weeks. They don't tell you what they're going to be serving until the actual week itself. Yeah, and it's going to be interesting because now we're going to be living in the city. <laughs> yeah. So what uh what plays do you want to see that you haven't yet? So there have been, so a bunch of clo- shows are closing down mm-hmm. this uh within the next few months. Um, Beetlejuice is one of them, Phantom of the Opera, Music Man, but that's just because uh, Hugh Jackman <laughs> can... Is done, yeah. yeah. 
I think that's I think somebody's taken over him for a little bit and then it's closing. No, it was that was what was gonna be originally. So originally he was just gonna um once his contract ended, that's when Sony was gonna take over and it's gonna fill up. Mm-hmm. But then he was like, No, I'm gonna finish this up. So he decided to finish out when Music Man closed. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. Dude, was when's the last Beetlejuice is over, right? Or did they have another week or two? I know it ends I, sometime in January. I think Beetlejuice has another week. Gotcha. So was there any, I think we lost track of that question. Is there anything that's on your radar, like Lion King? Uh, Sweeney Todd. Sweeney Todd, that's upcoming, right? That's upcoming. Um, but other than that, it's just a bunch of like shitty. <laughs> yeah, they kind of vary. I mean, I'm sure the production value is good, but nothing that like draws you. Yeah, wicked, like the, right? I mean, that's a popular one that's always around. Yeah, um, I think the biggest uh, downfall of Broadway right now is that a lot of the musicals that are coming out are just um, the musical versions of old movies, like right. Back to the Future. Um, oh God, yeah. <laughs> I'm a little scared about that one. Um, Do you know the actor who's playing Doc in that? I know he was in The Producers, the movie. Uh, what's his name? I can't remember. I'll look it up. But yeah, he's really good. But go ahead and keep going. So Back to the Future. Uh, back to the Future. They're having a... So um, Andrew Lloyd Webber, he wrote, he's the one who wrote Phantom of the Opera. One of his show, he re he made a musical for Cinderella. It did horrible in the mm. West End. But they're bringing it to Broadway. But this time they're calling it Bad Cinderella. And the PR for that so far has been super cringy. Like, the day they announced it, like, uh, you could probably put it up on, pull up a video about it. But um, the actress, she just got up on stage and she said, I'm not your normal Cinderella. I'm your bad Cinderella. I've seen that, yeah. And then turned around and just awkwardly spray-painted uh, bad on the sign. So, like, essentially making the logo as she's on stage. Um, oh, just something I remember, too. So, Back to the Future is actually going to the Winter Garden. Oh. We just where. <laughs> uh, so, Music Man is leaving... February, I think, and then uh, Back to the Future will be taking the place in the Winter Garden Theater on June 30th. Oh, wow. That's a quick turnaround time. Yeah. Still trying to find that actor, but continue on your story. Yeah, the Winter Garden has gone through a whole lot. So originally, that's where Beetlejuice was. Yep. Um, that's when I saw it the first time, December 2019, uh, back when we were so young. <laughs> sure. Then, uh, obviously, today we saw it be the music man the set like we didn't talk about the set about the music man at all but for something that i want to say it's low production but it's not technically advanced as other sets are like there's no big special effects yeah the set was actually really good mm. oh the guy playing doc brown roger bart oh okay. roger bart yeah so he was in I believe he was in the play version of the producers, and he was also in the movie version of the producers, which had Matthew Broderick, Nathan Lane, Will Ferrell, and him, and a couple other people. Yeah, I was actually thinking about the producers earlier too. I enjoyed that. That was probably one of my first like experiences to Broadway, just via the movie, because uh, I never really uh, was into Broadway. I was always more of a Mary, my sister thing. Uh, I think the first actual play was either again, you know, the uh, How the Grinch Stole Christmas or 
if you don't count that, uh, American Idiot, mm. in which I obviously liked Green Day. So I was like, sure, I'll go. But I can't remember what theater. So I have to compile a list of like the theaters that I've actually been to. I think Spider-Man Turn of the Dark is in the same theater that Harry Potter and the Cursed Child is in right What's now. What's the name of that one? Um, I forgot the name. I'll look it up. Could you list some of the theaters that you've been to off the top of your head? Um, so obviously Winter Garden, twice. Uh, the Majestic Theater for Phantom of the Opera. Mm-hmm. And it's interesting, like, uh, to go on a little bit of a tangent with Phantom of the Opera. Um, so Phantom of the Opera has been there for, like, more than 25 years. I think it's, like, the longest-running show production. And they're closing it down, but the Majestic Theater is going to be, like, basically shut for a year while they're making renovations. But they didn't announce, like, any kind of shows that's going to take its place. Yeah, well, if it's been on Broadway for almost 30 years, I think they're probably well overdue for a renovation. <laughs> yeah. But it's weird that they didn't take the time during the pandemic to do it. That's a good point. But no one was really working during the pandemic, so. Yeah. Um, but, uh. For the Cursed Child Lyric Theater. Ah, uh, the Lyric Theater. Yeah. Yeah. So I think I've been there, the Majestic, Winter Garden. Um, Where's Beetlejuice and Marquis? No, that's the same thing, right? That's the Marriott Theater. Is it was Marquis. Is that? Okay, yeah. So yeah. that's the, the new one that they're in. The. That was cool. Like it, what I found cool is that they were didn't have to make any cuts because obviously I saw both runs of it. I remember like when we were there, there was a dude in front of us who was like, "Oh, I watched this last night," and as I was sitting there, I bought the tickets again. Yeah, that's wild. People um, so he still all. he still had the stamp from like last night, and then he was like, "Oh, can I just use the same stamp to the guy?" That was interesting. Yeah, sure. Yeah, he was like, "Ah, oh, no." <laughs> Well, I think I heard that the, the new theater that Beetlejuice was in was a smaller theater than the Winter Garden. It didn't look it. It didn't look it. It felt like the winter, the one that Beetlejuice is in now, the Marquise Theater. Is that correct? Yes. It seems like that's bigger than the Winter Garden. Yeah. But, but the I'm Winter Garden, wrong. I think the thing about the Winter Garden is like, it's just like architecturally gorgeous. Yeah. It, it looks very old. Mm-hmm. Just like the Majestic Theater, I think. Majestic Theater felt like you're walking into something from the 1800s, basically. Yeah, like you were walking into it. But, like, it was also cool, like, with Phantom of the Opera, because, like, a few months after we saw that, we went to the actual um, opera house that it was based off of. In yeah, Paris. yeah, in Paris. That was cool. Um, we were able to see, like, the chandelier in real life. Um, it was pretty cool. So, Gun to Your Head, Beetlejuice, or Phantom of the Opera? Beetlejuice. <laughs> yeah, I go with Beetlejuice, yeah. I think Alex Brightman was fantastic. He's the lead role for Beetlejuice. And I was very hesitant. Cammy's like, oh, we're going to go see Beetlejuice. I was like, oh, great. I got to go see a remake of a classic movie that everybody likes with Michael Keaton. And he, he blew it out of the way. Blew it out of the water. It was really fantastic. He is, we were just watching a video from the Try Guys on him earlier where he's just oozing charisma just jokingly and sarcastically just like it's showtime you know it's just so it's just so funny uh so he did great uh, i think he's off social media now social media because like he deleted his twitter i think yeah because people are just assholes so he just got rid of it um hugh jackman oozes charisma obviously uh who was the guy who played uh mrs doubtfire uh rob mccure yeah, Rob McCure, I think. Uh, he's very talented. Not the same. I don't... I think he just got screwed over by writing. Because, like, Miss Downfire, it wasn't a bad production. 
I think it was just, it felt unnecessary, and it's hard to step up to with Robin Williams. Yeah, it was kind of an uphill battle. I mean, they also got shafted with the pandemic, because they, they, I think they were going to start right before 2020. Yeah, because he was, he was originally in Beetlejuice. Yeah. He played Adam. Yeah. And then, uh, right before the pandemic, he was offered the role, he accepted, he left, like, um, I remember, like, it was a whole drama with Beetlejuice, where, um... The main lead, like, the girl who played Lydia originally, I think her name was, like, Sophia and Caruso. Caruso or something. She left abruptly. Yeah. And everybody was comparing it to when Rob McKeeler left because he left with, like, Grace. Everybody was, like, happy. They did a whole send-off for him. But with her, it's just like, okay, this is my last show. Okay, bye. Yeah, she just dipped. And she, I don't think she's been on Broadway ever since. No. So, like, we don't know if, like, she... Because her voice at the time was very unique. Yeah. For Broadway. And just, like, hearing it in person. Because, like, her voice is amazing. It's, like, very unique. You could still hear it on, like, the Broadway recording. Yeah, even on Spotify. It's on Spotify. Yeah. But with, like, the new girl now, I think her name is Elizabeth Turner. Yeah. She's, like, identical to her, like, voice-wise. And she's getting better, too. Like, you could tell from, like, the first, like, couple... It's like she needed to find her footing. I think she definitely found her footing towards the end. Yeah. Going back to Rob, I think I've seen him in the subway actually a couple times. And I'm like, he's wearing a mask and like a hat. I'm like, is that, who is that again? Have you seen him before? And then I think I'm like, oh, that was probably the guy from uh, Mrs. Doubtfire. Uh, But fantastic actor. I think when he was going over to Mrs. Doubtfire, it was going to launch in 2020. And then the pandemic hit. And then it was on hold, on hold, on hold. And then it finally got its start. And then they got shut down again. I think they did like two weeks and they got shut down and then they finally started up again and it was only open for like a couple months and then they just canned it completely. Yeah, I'd have to like know the whole story behind it, but it might have been similar to what happened with um, Beetlejuice a little bit with the stop clause that they didn't make enough in ticket sales yeah, to justify. Yeah, yeah. yeah, but Beetlejuice has been making plenty of money because I think they have like a website where you can look at all the uh, yeah, I think it's rough like... estimates of what they make in a week. Which I think we were talking about, like, we're trying to guesstimate how much Hugh Jackman makes. <laughs> I don't think anyone really knows, but I've heard anywhere from, like, 20000 to 50000 per show, which is insane. Uh, and doesn't sound, like, I mean, that wouldn't surprise me at all. No, and honestly, like, after showing, after seeing what he does, like, he kind of He holds it. that show in his back. Everyone else is very talented, obviously, but he, uh, everyone's going for Hugh Jackman. That's what they put on the big marquee on the outside of the theater, mm-hmm. so... Yeah, and, like, that that's ultimately, like, what ended up, like, killing Beetlejuice. Is cause, yep. um, so, originally, when Beetlejuice was in the Winter Garden Theater, at the beginning, they didn't make a lot of money. But then, as um, media went out, and I think it blew up on TikTok. Yep. Um, that's when people started going more. And then, that's when uh, Mr. Hugh Jackman <laughs> introduced himself and... Said like yo, I wanna do, I want a revival of the Music Man, and they come. Then like, um, I forgot. people show up with like a truck full of money <laughs> and be like, anything, Mister Jackman, sir, please come back to Broadway. Yeah, um, he did a play back in the day with Daniel Craig, actually. I think it was in twenty eleven. I don't know what the name of it was, but I remember I was reading it or watching an interview with Daniel Craig, and he's like, he felt like he was, he was insecure about his abilities when he first went to it because again, Hugh Jackman is just. He was, that's his roots. His well, roots Daniel Craig theater. was also recently in Broadway. I think he Macbeth. was in Macbeth. Yep, yeah. he was in Macbeth recently. I think it was back in November. And apparently you just saw that Samuel L. Jackson is on Broadway. Yeah, I have to do more research into that. I don't know if he actually is or if that was just a you know throwaway thing. But uh, 
Yeah, Hugh Jackman is just in tr- is he's like the only person that I've seen who's like a list Hollywood superstar, Wolverine, you know, every other movie that he's done, but will actively go back to Broadway because he enjoys it so much. Mm-hmm. Which is interesting because you don't see like a lot of people do it just to dabble and be like, I have done Broadway, but like he actively comes back because that's where his roots are from. Yeah. And you can tell that like he takes a lot of pride in his work. Yeah. Like, today in the show that we saw, he was actively trying to make one of the actresses break character. And they did. And yeah. he did, but little did he know, he would also break character. Yeah. So, there was just this, like, moment where everybody was just laughing, mm-hmm. including himself, just trying to get back into character. So that's the beauty of live performance, is that, you know, it's not the same every night, basically. Like, he dropped his hat midway through the performance, <laughs> and he just kind of laughed it off, and somebody else picked it up and gave it back to him at some point. Yeah, that's that's the best one that happens. Like I remember when um, I did the high school production of uh, Beauty and the Beast, my wig fell off during one of yeah. the performances, so I was just trying to hide it under my dress because I had a dress. I kind of just like try to scoop it under my mm-hmm. dress and like walk around with it. Meanwhile, like my hair, you can see like my hairnet all over. It show it shows the professionalism that these people have. Like there's a scene where the main lady, I forgot her name. Uh, threw you know library cards on the floor and she flew them up in the air and then they did a scene change and one of the library cards were on the floor and Hugh Jackman walks into the scene casually picks it up without skipping a beat and hands it to the grandmother in the new scene and she just puts it in her shirt or whatever I don't know if you caught that but I caught that and it definitely wasn't planned because that those cards could go anywhere Uh, but it just kind of shows making things that don't happen and just acting casually and making it seem like it's all yeah there's a lot of scenes that like you had kind of have to like think double think like wait was that meant to happen or is that like a and i think that's like the beauty of it i remember when i went to see aladdin one of the actresses just face planted one of the background dancers face planted but the show continued like she just (laughs) had to like get up and just run off stage pay no mind um is it how long is is it the same genie no, the genie usually changes. Has been changing a lot? Yeah. Yeah, because I know that's like basically the star role. You think it would be Aladdin or Jasmine? No, genie, genie takes it. Genie always takes the cake. What's, sorry, what's cool about like um, Aladdin is, so that was made by Alan, I forgot his last name, but he he's basically one of the people who makes one of those, all those classic Disney movies that you remember, like Little Mermaid. Mm-hmm. Beauty and the Beast, um, Aladdin, um, but the the genie has this little segment where he kind of gives like a tribute to him mm. by like including all the songs, and that's something that only the genie could do because you know the genie breaks the fourth wall. <laughs> yeah, that's cool. I uh, I think I definitely want to see Wicked just to say that I saw it. I definitely need to see Aladdin, and I need to see uh, the Lion King. I think because mm. it's just the kind of quintessential Broadway uh, experience. So I'll get there at some point. We we use this a lot, Broadway roulette, which is kind of a tongue twister to say. <laughs> say it seven times fast. That's a great little thing. I think that's where we got Beetlejuice. No, no, that's where we got Phantom. We got Phantom and Mrs. Doubtfire, right? Yes. So those are the two random ones. So that's cool. Because like you you don't know you have no idea what show you're gonna get until the morning up. And you also got King Kong from that a couple years ago, right? Yeah, and so King Kong, there was nothing to write home about, but the puppeteering. That mm. was using King Kong was incredible. Like they had um, this giant puppet King Kong, and he just took up the whole stage. Like yeah. whenever he was on it, 
and the amount of like the details that was on it was crazy um the scenery too was nice mm. um but again like the story itself was nothing memorable yeah the songs you, were okay you could tell that the music man had high production value with the sets i mean i guess every broadway play does but like there's a lot of small things that were like nice little details like they were doing a song about like a chariot coming or like a package coming and they're like looking it's like oh, okay you have to imagine that the horse is drawing the carriage and then behind them they have this little puppet in the background of the you know screen or whatever actually move and they're like oh that's a cool little detail. going over the hill i think i physically heard you say oh that's cool <laughs> as they were going <laughs> probably and then like the horse itself like for a second, I thought it was a real horse on stage. Me, me too. That was a great puppet. They had to use re- almost real hair on it. That was perfect. So, we're almost at time here. We have a, a minute or two left, but is there anything else on Broadway that's on your mind that you wanted to mention? Uh, No, I just want to say, like, I'm really excited for the Sweeney Todd revival, because mm-hmm. it's been a few years since that happened. Do you know who's leading in that? Uh, I don't know who's, like, leading as, like, um, you know, the actual barber, um, but they are having a Hispanic Joanne. That's cool. Yeah. Do you know what theater that's going to be in? Uh, not sure. But, like, while we're on, like, the topic of Broadway, so many shows are closing. Yep. It's, like, incredible. Um, But also, at the same time, like, it gives space for, like, new stuff. Yep. That's, that's kind of the beauty of Broadway is just things changing and coming in and always evolving. Yeah, but, like, people kept saying that, like, the pandemic was going to be, like, the death of Broadway. And then they were using, like, all the shows closing as, like, a justification. But, no, that's not the case. It nope. just means that new things are coming. People are always coming to New York City. They always say New York City's dead, and then it's not. People are always there, as evidenced by Times Square, because that place was so packed today. It's <laughs> still confetti everywhere. So, Cammy, we're at time. All I right. just want to say thank you for joining me on this very impromptu episode. You're welcome. I know you have a lot to talk about Broadway, so this is great. And I hope you had a very happy birthday. Thank you, and I hope everybody listening has a wonderful new year. That's it. <laughs> and that's it. Awesome. All right, bye, everybody. Bye.